This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Well, hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research. And my guest today is Scotty Feetsum. Uh, she has served as vice president of supply chain for Accuride Corporation since October of 2021. Uh, she's responsible for Accuride's global activities in the areas of procurement and strategic sourcing, logistics and distribution, as well as supplier quality and development. Uh, she's a member of the company's executive committee and reports to the board and the president CEO. Uh, prior to joining Accuride, Scotty has worked for Chrysler, Borg Warner, Amazon, and as the president of an automotive supplier group. She is a recipient of the STEP Award of the Top 100 Women in Manufacturing. She's a certified professional in supply chain management, a member of the Institute of Supply Chain Management, and a Lean Six Sigma Black Belt. Scotty, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Now, you're going to be hosting a Lunch and Learn Roundtable discussion this September at the 2022 edition of the North American Supply Chain Executive Summit. Um, The topic you've chosen is current trends in sourcing and procurement. Which trends specifically are you hoping to talk about with the people who join your roundtable? What I'm hoping to talk about with the roundtable attendees is what are the supply chain topics in the news today that you're challenged with? Oh, wait, that's every single thing in your job. So we need to be more specific. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from the listeners of this podcast, your potential contributors. What is most interesting to you? But also, I may have some ideas of my own. And to facilitate the discussion, I may begin with a few of my own stories. For example, the one about our triple digit number of containers stuck in the port awaiting drivers, instructions, and payment. Or did y'all hear the one about where our customers requested the delivery of tires mounted on wheels when rubber was constrained? Our just in time turned into just as soon as we can and a new metric on delivery now. Instead of the supplier delivery on time, we're the mutually agreed delivery date, which is mad. So I'd like to hear about your stories and how you've had to adjust your supply chain strategies in this rapid response world. Well, I I appreciate that it's sort of an open-ended invitation. It's not just you coming with a a checklist point. Uh, I do want to get into a few specifics about some of the um, changes that you're seeing in uh, procurement and sourcing uh, as a supply chain professional. I mean, I think a lot of this is probably coming as a result of the pandemic and the disruptions that have come down through that. Is that fair to say that's one of the drivers of the trend or are there some uh, other uh, influences as well? Absolutely. The inflationary impacts, the ocean freight shutdowns from COVID, the labor driver shortages, all of these have resulted in rising costs, specifically logistics costs, but also in a workforce that needs to be evaluated for retention. So instead of just looking at how are we hiring new people to solve the problems, how are we retaining the best people? So yeah, I I know there's cost demands and we'd like to hear more about how are people, how are other professionals pushing back on those cost demands? I mean, inflation is real. We have a seven to 9% inflationary pressure wherever you look at it. But yet, if we just allow a 7 to 9% pass-through in our cost structure, we won't sell at a profit. So how are other companies handling that rapid response of pass-through costs? 
I want to go two different ways with this. I'll do the uh, the talent portion of this first. I think everyone is sort of struggling with the idea of uh, attracting and retaining the people they need uh, both to do their jobs and also to work through some of these challenges and disruptions. Um, when you are having a roundtable discussion, what are some of the ideas that maybe you would want to put to the group or, or things that you're hoping other people have tried so that you can pick their brains a little bit? Like, what are you hearing is a good solution to some of these challenges? Well, what I'm hearing is the retention strategy has changed to we have to pay people more. And actually, pay compensation tends to be ranked sixth amongst the important factors why people stay in a job. So what other solutions are going to address the top five? A lot of people leave the job because of their boss. What kind of leadership training are we providing? Um, people want more flexibility in their workplace. How are we able to adjust from a on-site world to, you know, COVID world, which is everyone virtual from a corporate role, to a hybrid model. How has that worked? What strategies have been employed that were successful or not so successful? Yeah. And I know the other piece of what you're saying, and, and even in the uh, original answer, everything costs more. Some of it is inflation. Some of it is dealing with disruption. Some of it is just allowing that things are taking longer. Um, is your sense that this is sort of a, a short-term thing as we're getting out of the pandemic? Is this going to be the new normal in the long term? How, how do you see this disruption playing out? I think that some of the inflationary pressures are staying. And that does depend on diesel prices, primarily caused from the Russian Ukraine crisis. So I think it may come back down a little bit, at least diesel pricing. Every 10 to 12 years, we see peaks in diesel prices. So we expect that to level out. But this great resignation of people, uh, can it be sustainable? I mean, potentially, with the automation of some jobs, we'll need fewer jobs, but it's unlikely until we reach a point at which, you know, unemployment is so high that we're going to bring jobs to the U.S. and we're not going to need to ship things across the ocean. So we're going to, you know, bring back jobs to the U.S. and that may be a way. But will we have the people here to do them? I don't know. I, I don't think there's a new normal. And I, I, the more I have conversations with uh, people like you, that seems to be the consensus that you know no one is a crystal ball, but it is interesting how some of the trends we're talking about today, they're not new ideas. They existed before the pandemic. Maybe the pandemic accelerated them. Uh, maybe they made them must have instead of nice to have, but it does seem like we're having a lot of the old conversations with new urgency. Um, it's definitely I, been exacerbated by the COVID <laughs> pandemic. So I do want to talk about the impact uh, these are having in the way sourcing and procurement decision makers have traditionally done their job because, you know, I feel like there used to be best practices, tried, tested and true way of doing things. And now there's a lot more opportunity, both for innovation, but also a necessity of, well, this still needs to get done. How is that impacting your day to day and, and how you're thinking about the long term? Yeah, we're taking a lot of the supply chain best practices that we've used for the last 30 years and throwing them out the door. And one of them is, hey, we're going to have a cost savings initiatives. And every year, our costs are going to get lower because our supplier is going to give us lower and lower prices. <laughs> we can't do that anymore. Now we just have a please don't raise our cost policy when we can put more strength into our contracts where we didn't have contracts that addressed freight with a freight index, or we didn't consider the cost of pallets were gonna increase by 40% because of wood pulp costs. So now we have to increase the number of indices 
the type of indices that we put in our supply contracts, but also we have to align those supply contracts to our sell contracts, to our customer contracts. If we're waiting one year to get back the raw material increases that occurred in, in aluminum over the past year, if we're waiting for that, we're holding all of that money and we're paying for it. We're, we're paying the 15% working capital costs on that money. So how do we get our agreements to align with our customers to get that difference back sooner. So instead of a one-year price adjustment, we're looking at quarterly or even monthly price adjustments with our customers. Wow. I mean, a lot to talk about. And of course, that's sort of the point. You're hosting a roundtable. Um, you know, a lot of people who do what you do for a living will hopefully get together and, and sort of share some of their challenges, but also hopefully, you know, the opportunities and, and the ideas that they've come up with to, you know, work through them. Um, you know, if I were to put you on the spot and say, who are you hoping will sign up, uh, you know, different industries or different job titles? Is there someone you're really hoping will be part of the conversation? Sure. I would love a cross section of industry leaders, obvious supply chain professionals who have faced these challenges and figured out a solution or more likely <laughs> who are working on solutions to these challenges of rapidly increasing freight costs, on-time delivery, workforce staffing. We'd love to have you as part of the roundtable to share and contribute your stories with those of us professionals facing identical or similar challenges. You know, I've often thought that the roundtable is maybe the best forum for putting people who have the exact same role and responsibility. And each one of them has an office with four walls and by themselves, they have to come up with new ideas you know, within their own space around a round table, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. If someone is finding success at something that is worth the time to go to an event and, and do that kind of networking, that one good idea can justify uh, a couple of days out of the office. If you come back with something that's really going to work for you. Absolutely. And that's what we're hoping to hear from everyone. <laughs> now we have covered a lot of ground and of course there's going to be an hour long conversation ahead. Um, is there something in particular that you would like people to think about a little bit further when it comes to current trends in sourcing and procurement, uh, maybe even something that they can bring to the roundtable conversation in September in Chicago? Sure. I'm going to throw a new one at you that we okay. haven't talked about yet today, Jeff, and that is the idea of carbon neutral footprint. How are you, how are we ensuring a carbon neutral supply chain? I'd love to hear from the attendees who have a methodology to measure it in their own supply chain or even in their own manufacturing processes. So carbon neutrality, that's what I want you to think about. No, for sure. And I'll say just, you know, speaking of executive platforms, we recently launched a whole sustainability series. And as we were putting this together, one of the things that kept coming up, supply chain is one of the biggest con uh, contributors to how a company does perform. And so absolutely, what a rich topic for, uh, for conversation. And if it's something that people can say, I've had this success here, maybe this is something other people can try. Um, what a wonderful thing to bring to the conversation. So I think you've picked a, a great topic. I mean, when you say uh, current trends in sourcing and procurement, that can cover so many things. I, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of sign up. Uh, for anyone who has been listening to this, how you would actually sign up as an attendee of NACES 22, there's going to be an app. So you just sign up when the uh, the link to the app gets mailed out and you go looking for uh, Scotty Feetsum's uh, session. And the round table will be on day one. It'll be called uh, uh, Current Trends in Sourcing and Procurement. And uh, it's first come, first serve. So if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, definitely don't uh, don't drag your feet about that. Scotty, I want to thank you so much for your time, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in Chicago. Thank you, Jeff. I look forward to seeing you at the summit. All right. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon. 